When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah! Friday like a mug, Slee. Still trying to figure that one out, but I know it means good things. I know that it's fired up. I know that we're getting ready to go into a weekend, a wedding weekend, a football weekend, a Los Angeles baseball club playing against a bad team weekend. We got a lot of stuff going on. I, uh, you know, when you kind of look at it, look at the entire schedule, right? Um, Tonight you're going to have a college football game. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll talk about the NFL a little bit. Cavs are playing. That's right. Virginia Cavs. That's right. Virginia's playing. Virginia. Virginia Wake Forest, you said? Yep, Wake Forest. Look out for Brennan Armstrong. I'm pretty sure that's a fake university that's only there so the golf team has a place to play. Could be. It could be. (laughs) And then you got got all the games, obviously. Saturday we'll have some college games. We'll get into USC and UCLA a little bit later. And then, of course, Sunday will be Sunday. And I know that this isn't your cup of tea, but Mm -hmm. the Ryder Cup is on right now. Team USA is ahead of the European squad, 3-1. to And can I be honest with you? I'm a little disappointed that the American team, that coming into this thing, everyone kind of was openly hating each other. They seem to be getting along so far. It's it's pretty disappointing that all the American guys are are on the same side. I was hoping for a little internal conflict. No, you want anger. You want people upset at themselves. You were you were leading the the force on Monday, saying, "Give me people you love to hate." Right, like Bryson DeChambeau, for instance, who yeah, just knocked one. a drive off a lady's knee. <laughs> she didn't seem to be having a super great morning when that ball hit her like that. But anyway, go, go USA. They're up three to one on the European squad right now. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Real quick, Al, watching these yeah. guys getting ready to hit their opening shots. They just showed Scotty Scheffler a minute ago, who is a member of the American team. He looked like he was getting ready to vomit on the first tee. He took this long, deep breath, the way you do when you're super nervous, then... Mm-hmm. It was one of those that just trying Giannis to Giannis every time he's at the free throw line. <laughs> exactly. It, yeah, it, and it yeah. works. It kind of calms you down a little bit. Have you ever had to do something in front of a huge group of people that you knew that they were either going to get super fired up about or you're going to be terribly embarrassed? Have you ever had to do that? I don't know. I'm trying to think here. Uh, I've definitely done stuff that have been embarrassing, but I'm trying to think yeah. here if I'm like in a situation right there. Okay, it's about to. I'm, I I don't know. I mean, hell, a lot of times we sit here on radio. It's like, all right, hey, you're about to go on at LA radio. Don't say something stupid. Have those moments. <laughs> I, I never worry about that. I you got you got you got to power through the ability to say something stupid. Just hit the gas and, and that, keep that's it going. That's your strength. That's your strength. <laughs> it's my lane. Saying saying stupid things. I had I played in the uh, the the senior PGA pro am thing uh, at Newport Beach Country Club a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. Ben Crenshaw was my pro, and there was a couple hundred people there watching. Mm. Same thing at Riviera when I played in the pro am. There's a couple hundred people on that first tee at Riviera, that high thing. And look, I'm a I'm a pretty good recreational golfer yep i've never been more nervous in my life pulling that club back you could barely put the ball on the tee you're so i can't imagine what even for a pro to hit a golf ball in front of that many people along the way all right so the rankings came out we talked yesterday about how ad was at number nine right ad, AD at number, at number nine, nine mm-hmm. and 
You, 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 I thought you made a really good point. It's like, look, he, they can rank him wherever they want. I don't care. What I need from him is to play like a top five guy if the Lakers are going to win a championship. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron James is number three. KD, Giannis, LeBron, Luka, Steph. There's your top five. LeBron yep. is number three. Mm-hmm. I don't really care if they have LeBron at three, one, four, whatever. whatever. He, he's, he's in that group, and I don't think anybody would dispute that. I, I can't get over that this is a man going into his 19th season mm-hmm. who's the best player on a championship team and still considered one of the two, three, four best players in the league. We've seen guys play a long time before. It happens once in a while. Not a lot, but once in a while guys will get into the 18th, 19th, 20th season. We've never seen this. We've never seen a player who is the best player on a championship team in 19 years in, and it's just universally accepted that, yeah, he's one of the best in the league. It's extra- I don't think people appreciate that enough, what he's been able to do. We know he's great. We know he's one of the all-timers. But at this point, to still be this guy, I- I've never seen anything like it. It's funny because when I looked at the rankings, I, I didn't I really truly didn't care where they put him. If they put him fifth or they put him fourth or they put him first. And I, the reason why I say I didn't care about where they put him, it's like I, I know what I'm getting from LeBron. It's like this is very similar to the regular season. LeBron will have a game where he has 27 points, 9 assists, 9 rebounds, and I don't even look at that. I was curious, did Casey – how many – KCP, how many shots did he make? Did he miss? Uh, what Anthony Davis do? What did all this put? It's not even that, you know, you're looking at LeBron going into his 19th season and saying this dude is still top five in the world. It's the fact that you actually don't spend any time, like the expectation that's all still there, and you don't really spend any time taking a step back and appreciating it. Emily and Funches were nice enough. They put together kind of a list here of what some of these other players in the league were doing at his age or X amount of years into the league. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll use this as an example, and this is the best way to put it. I could look at some of these individual stats. Um, Kobe played 20 years. Obviously, the final two years for Kobe Bryant, um, the Lakers weren't competing for an NBA championship. So it's not just what you did statistically. It also has a big part to do with where are you? Are you one of the favorites to win a championship? Are That's you a lottery team? That's, That's the biggest, the biggest difference. difference. Yeah, That's the sure. biggest difference. Lakers are walking into this upcoming year with the expectations. You know, yesterday we got a chance to hear from Rob Palenka. Palenka was talking uh, to the media and just kind of addressing some of the offseason moves and so forth. And one of the things he actually mentioned was LeBron um, slimmed down a little bit, that he kind of understands his body more than anybody else, so strategically where he is. You're right. This is uh, it's very unique. You can play in the league for a long time, like some of these greats have, but can you still be this good on a championship team? Is where it separates yeah. it from the rest it, of the. Pack. It's the championship team part. You're exactly right. That is, you know, Kobe Bryant in his 19th, 20th season was still a good NBA player, right? But at that point, the Lakers had started to transition out of championship caliber teams into a rebuild, into whatever was coming next. That coming into those last couple of years, the Lakers were not a threat to win the title. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they just weren't. It was just, that's just the reality of it. Tim Duncan, at the end of the line, was not the best player on his team. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is probably the closest thing that we're talking about. He played in almost every game in his, in, in his 19th season. He averaged nearly that's 15 ridiculous. points. He played ridiculous. nearly 30 minutes a game. Yep. And, and I'm taking nothing away from the cap, right? Absolutely nothing. But Magic was the best player on the team, right? Mm-hmm. Magic was the guy that kind of made that thing go. And Kareem was vital to what they did. That's really the only other comp. But LeBron is still more important to what the Lakers are doing 
than what Kareem was doing then. They're both they're both incredibly important, but I don't think we've seen this before. And LeBron doesn't get you know one of the things about LBJ is he does not get really the benefit of the doubt either. You know when when so it's true. just expected. It's just, no no no. I I I don't do and and you know I I know for you as well. When you were, and I know it's different because you were doing post game shows with, or even now that you do post game shows with the Rams, there's and certain players. You do the half and pre, and then you do an update first quarter and into into the, the first, first quarter. quarter too. Thank you. Anything else or no? Um, Rams. Well, you do the the Rams report, right? You do that report <laughs> on a daily basis. Yes, and the just boys trying to think, just trying to think if you do anything else. <laughs> but there's 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 something about Trav. There's expectations. Let me just throw out a name, Aaron Donald. You don't talk about. The idea and the concept is you had a good game. There is no you didn't have a good game. There is no you had a good game because you have to have a good game and you're expected to have a good game every single night. And I think with LeBron James, I know it's completely different. Has the dude had to adjust his game? Has he been perfect? No, he absolutely hasn't. We're still talking about him as top five in the league going into season number 19. Oh, by the way, before he got injured last year, many people, even Ramona came on Lakers talk during the week. She said that she that was her MVP MVP pick before he got injured just kind of shows where he still is today. Yeah, I, I think that gets lost in the shuffle too that this is not a guy who is along for the ride, who still gets some points, dishes out some assists. He was not just the best player on the Lakers who had championship aspirations. He was a front runner, probably one of two front runners at that point when he got hurt for the MVP. This does not feel fluky. You know, like every. Okay, I'm going to go back to the Dodgers here very briefly. Oh, excuse me, the Los Angeles, the Los baseball Angeles baseball team. Thank you. Yeah, my bad. Of LA. Brandon Crawford, Buster Posey, Brandon Belt for the San Francisco Giants. Yep are having a year late in their careers that's unexpected, right? That they, they've had this long career. They've been very, very good. Buster Posey, Buster Posey's going to the Hall of Fame, right? But they started to to taper. Their, their production had started to taper over the last few years, and then for reasons, they just are fantastic all over again, right? The Dodgers' best players are Corey Seager and Mookie Betts and Trey Turner and Will Smith and guys that you would expect they're in the prime of their physical lives to have those years. LeBron never tapered. This isn't a one-off where, oh, my gosh, look at the rejuvenation of LeBron James. You know, we thought he was done back in 2019, and wow, look at him in 2021. He went to this level basically in the year two or three of his career and has never come down. Hmm. He's never come down. There's never been a, hey, that was a bad year. There are some years that are slightly better than others. There are MVP years, but there's never been the, oh, there it is. Never. How? It does. It doesn't make any sense. The only um, the only thing I saw in this ranking, and and listen, this makes for a good conversation. People like arguing. And yesterday, I was seeing all. The, how is Kyrie at this number? Why is Zion over here? The only, literally, the only thing I personally paid attention to is where's AD? AD is ninth. I'll go back to this top five. LeBron is top five. All great and dandy. We know what LeBron will do on a night in night out basis. At least that's what the expectations are. Anthony Davis, if he can start working his way back to where he should be, right? And a lot of that's just going to be availability. A lot of that's going to be, okay, another opportunity now to kind of go out another year, 28 years, 28-year-old, kind of put a little bit more on his shoulders because LBJ is going into his 19th season. Trav, um, the AD piece is the only thing I cared about in this ranking. All right, a little late bonus ask Salee here. I can't do that. It's it's 11.08. What's... I, look, I usually do it at the beginning of this segment. I'm doing it at the end of this segment today. Okay. And Jason Levine has a good question. Okay. Question is, 
if someone offers to let you go in front, do you accept? Yes. You do? Yeah. Yeah, if they offer to go in front and I only have a couple items, I give, you know, a good solid two, three thank yous, I appreciate it, and then I, I'm out of there. I'm, I'm quick and easy, and I go my way. I'm not asking nine questions. Hey, can somebody go? I forgot chicken. Can you go all the way to the back of Costco and grab me a frozen chicken? I'm, I'm not going to do that. That would make a great skit, by the way. Like you're talking about the, the, your Impractical Joker show. Oh, yeah, to get great. somebody to go, you know, have, like just you have a bottle of wine, right? And the other guy's got, you know, 10 or 12 things in his basket, and you are and you ask, hey, do you mind? I'm in, I'm in a hurry. Can I get in front of you? And you go in front, and then you keep just sending the bag boy back. Check. Hey, can you go grab me a loaf of bread? He comes back a loaf of I'm really sorry. I'm really, oh gosh, I need cheese. Too. They have a Kirkland sweater that I need. I don't know what size fits. Can you grab me a medium and a large, please? I need <laughs> both it. of them. No, you send him, and then he he brings it back. You say, ah, this is a medium. I needed a large, and then you send him back for the other one, and then he brings it back. You go, oh, I forgot to tell you, this is blue. I wanted the gray. You just there was keep- a honey ham sample I missed. <laughs> Can you go grab me one of those? Those are back, by the way. Oh, the They're samples back. are back. Yeah. Samples are back. Oh, we're, we're all is right with the world when the samples are back. You had a chance to uh, ask Rob Polinka a question yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think this this is interesting because he talked about think about all the different players that the Lakers got. Think about all the veterans that they have. Think about all the different egos that comes into that. When we come back, we'll play a little bit of that. And I, I think Trav, I, I want to you know get your thoughts on if you think this Lakers roster will accomplish what he's hoping that it could accomplish. All right, that's coming up next. Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. That's a fugazi. How do you know it's a fugazi? You looked at it for two seconds. What? It's a fake. I feel like there's a conspiracy going on here. We were all bamboozled yesterday. All of us. <laughs> Everybody. That's a fugazi. No bamboozling going on. See, here's Why are you wearing where... a Diamondbacks jersey? <laughs> Oh, okay, you have to wear a Diamondbacks jersey. Who do you pick? It could be anybody in history. Who are you going? You got to go Randy Johnson or Luis Gonzalez, right? It's the only two real options. Can't be Kurt Schilling. That's no good. Yeah, I'll go Randy Johnson. Yeah, Randy, yeah, Johnson. Randy Johnson. That, that works. Look, here, here's where you guys get it all wrong. Where you guys get it wrong, and yesterday everybody's very excited to tell me how much of a quitter I am, how much of a bad guy I am. I'm a bad fan. That's not n- none of those things. Well, bad you're guy not a bad person. You were just steered the wrong direction at a young no. age in life. <laughs> yeah, it's not my fault. It's somebody <laughs> else's fault. First of all, it's not over. Second of all, my goal in all of this is to win the World Series. My goal is to see the Los Angeles Baseball Club win the World Series, not win the division again, and I think nope. their best chance still, Al, to win the You're World prepping Series for next season is is to come through with your pitchers rested, sharp, and at their best. And I don't think that two of their four most important guys are at their best your, right now. Your, One your guy's gut, really struggling. Your gut right now. Your yeah. gut right now. Bueller pitch Tuesday. Yeah, I think he's going to. Does it? Does anything that happened over the weekend change that? And to me, no. 
I don't look, think I don't think it does either. I, I think I, they will. I think they will pitch him, and maybe maybe it's a shorter leash. Well, maybe there, there something along those lines. There is a scenario where he doesn't pitch that we're overlooking because it's so unlikely that the Dodgers really play poorly this weekend. Get swept and yeah. yeah. Even if you lose two out of three in Colorado sweeps or some something where all of a sudden you're three back with you know six to play. And now something nutso needs to happen. But like I said, I, I think that's very unlikely. I don't think that's going to happen. I still think they need to get him right. If you're going to win the World Series, Walker Bueller can't be out of the game in the third inning. He can't be out of the game in the fourth inning. You're going to need that guy to pitch well, and he hasn't in a month. You could have done a A.J. Pollock jersey. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was done for a that. while. He's a pretty good player. Travis Lee's brought to you by Goodyear. With you every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. You spoke with uh, Rob Palenka yesterday. So we got a chance just from a media perspective to ask Palenka some questions about the upcoming season. He had referenced some. He said something about, you know, each one of these guys are going to have to sacrifice because just think about this, Trav. You know, it's so easy for us to look at this roster and say, we're set. LeBron's mm-hmm. there, AD's there, Russell Westbrook is a part of the Lakers, Carmelo is now here, and Rondo, and go down the list, all these vets that you have, Dwight Howard, and I think one of the things that made that team so unique back in 2020, that championship, these guys, I mean, they played for each other, and that could as easily be the difference. If the Dodgers end up winning a World Series, a lot of it you can credit to as talented as they are, they also there's no egos. It doesn't feel like anybody is, hey, I'm in it for myself or this is about me. And I think that's such a critical part. So sure. here's Rob Palenka just kind of following up on that. How much did he take that into account when he was making some of his acquisitions in the offseason? When this group of guys is in the gym or around each other, there's a respect for, hey, we have a chance to do something special this year. And we all have to make sacrifices to get there. And I think this group shares that common belief in the assumption that sacrifices will have to be made, but there's something greater that we can accomplish. Now, that doesn't mean we walk in the gym and we're contenders. It means we walk in the gym with a belief in one another and a belief that we're going to put in that work to get there. And this is a serious group of guys. So, okay, a couple things jump out of me. And when you hear it, you know, you could give me your thoughts. But I think that it's so easy for us to look at how talented this roster is. Brooklyn's going to be facing the same thing. Brooklyn's mm-hmm. in the same exact predicament as the Lakers. You got a lot of talent. You got a lot of dudes that have been primary players on their own team at some point in their career or for their entire career. So are you able to say, I don't care about my individual stats how do we get a chip? And I think that's going to be some of the question marks with not just the Lakers, but the Nets as well. Okay, let me ask you a couple of questions here okay. to kind of get to the crux of the unselfish comment that mm-hmm. Rob Palenka mentioned. Mm-hmm. Is LeBron James a selfish player? No, he's not a selfish player. No, he's player. not. N- n- never a day in his life. Mm-hmm. Is Anthony Davis a selfish player? No, he's not a selfish okay. player. Is Dwight Howard at this point in his career a selfish player? At this point of his career, absolutely not. Was he right. in the past? Absolutely he was. But the, the last few seasons he has not been. Rajon no, Rondo a selfish player? Nope, he's all good. Okay. Is Carmelo Anthony in his new role as I'll come in and make some shots for you a selfish player? I'm going to go back to it. Carmelo had to learn and adjust in his career. He probably was selfish in the past. He's not selfish today. And we okay, have a so couple not, years to, to watch that. So not a selfish player? Nope. Okay. I hope I don't. I hope you're not getting to what I think you're getting. I'm to. just asking the question that okay. if we all agree that none of the most important players on this team that I've mentioned are mm-hmm. selfish players, who could he possibly have been talking about? 
Could he okay, maybe, I, I, maybe I, have been talking about Russell Westbrook? Here's my maybe. question to you. Here's my question. Do you think Russell Westbrook is selfish? I think his game is selfish. I don't think he's a selfish player, no. Okay. But what I think is Russell Westbrook has built a Hall of Fame career mm-hmm. based on playing a certain way. And that way that he plays is full speed, which is awesome, all out, which is awesome, yep. unbelievably aggressive and dynamic, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is awesome, but also give me the ball and let me go to work. Mm-hmm. Give me the ball and let me attack the basket. Give me the ball and let me take some a bunch of weird mid-range jump shots that don't go in all that often. That's what, That's how he plays. That's how he's played more or less for most of his career. I know he's got triple doubles. I know he rebounds. I know he didn't drop some dimes and all this stuff, but – when you look at the roster, there's really nobody that you would identify as a selfish player with the exception of maybe Russell Westbrook. No, I, I think what he's trying to explain there is I put this roster together with keeping in mind that these guys, as talented as they are, are going to all have to pull the rope in the same direction. I'll say this. If you're Russell Westbrook and you're playing for the Washington Wizards, your approach is going to be a lot different than it is playing with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Yes, there's going to need to be an adjustment there, right? Of course there is. But I think with that being said, I don't know how you can describe somebody. And and you 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 just referenced it right there too. You said, I know the guy puts up triple doubles. I don't know how you can reference somebody – as a selfish player, if you're still dishing out, he almost averaged yep, I, but, okay. 12 you're right. assists you're right. a game this you're past right. season. Take I don't know the, how you describe that portion as selfish. I, I, I hear you. And mm-hmm. the numbers will lead you in the direction that you're, you're headed. Yep. My question is to you is how many times have you heard somebody say, LeBron James is one of my favorite teammates to play with. I love that he gets you the ball and the rights, all these things, all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis all the time. Rajon Rondo all the time, right? Have we ever heard that about Russell Westbrook? Not really. It's always, hey, no, he's not. He, he's got a bunch of assists, and I know that he does, but it doesn't seem like there's this chorus of people that were dying to play with him. And I'm not just talking about Washington or just talking about uh, Oklahoma City or just talking about Houston or just talking mm-hmm. about any of the places that he's been. Just kind of generally speaking, it's, he seems like one of those guys that might not be the easiest guy to play with. I, I remember, and maybe what you're referring to is his actual game. Right, like it's not the personality part. It's when you're on the court with him. How do you mesh with him? And I, right. I'm assuming exactly. you're, no, you're. That's, that's, that's what you're describing. To do with personality. I'm not, well, well I'm some, not but, but some, but sometimes you have athletes where the personality is part of it, and I don't think that's that's the case I in this situation. I completely okay. agree with that. This is not a personality thing. This is mm-hmm. a game thing. This has been my reservation over this move all along. It has nothing to do with Russell Westbrook, the human being. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with Russell Westbrook, the guy. It really doesn't have anything to do with Russell. Westbrook, the basketball player, in a global sense. It has everything to do with Russell Westbrook's game on this team. So I, I can sit here and say 40 times till my face is blue, Trav, I think you're going to be wrong. We're going to have to let the season play out, right? Like I, I think there's – I can only go so far out of my way to say um, you're you're going to be wrong on this one. And I also think – that for Russell Westbrook, there's never been a, a stage in his career where he's going to be the third best player on this team. And on top of that, we just talked about how great, how unbelievable LeBron has been. He's still doing it in year, this upcoming year will be year 19. Trav, I think they need him. You know, I, I there's, there's well, also... I don't disagree with that either. There, there's I agree a point, with you on that. There's a portion too where sometimes, you know, you might have... When Kevin Durant joined the Golden State Warriors, they can still win without him. 
the Lakers could still win without you know Russell Westbrook. They've done it before. They did it with LeBron and Anthony Davis. But I genuinely think they need Russell Westbrook this up, upcoming season and what he brings to the table. But you know, like you just said, I, I can't sit here until. The, I have a feeling you're going to be surprised by the time the season progresses where you may sit back and say, you know what, Russell Westbrook's actually a better fit than I thought. But I could be wrong. Look, look when was the last time I was wrong? I mean, I can't even remember the last time that I was wrong. 1996. <laughs> or yesterday. One or the, <laughs> the other. Let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to the Dr. Pepper call in line. Lake Forest and Bobby. Bobby, you're on with Travis and Slate. What's up, Bobby? Yeah, hey, my big complaint is, like, everybody talks about Russell Westbrook being a selfish player. Even though he gets triple doubles, I mean, what do you want him to do? Would you prefer him not to go all out every play? And then we can talk about how he doesn't play hard and he's not for the team. I mean, yeah, he's, if they call it stat stuff and getting a triple double, I mean, please give me five of those dudes on my team. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this, Bobby, before, before you go. Do you think that just somebody out of nowhere came up with the, hey, let's just start calling Russell Westbrook's game selfish it, it's not out of nowhere i you but, may but, disagree but who's, with it but but who's calling that that's that's the question that i have do you do you remember kd during his mvp speech how sure. much he went out of his way to talk to about russell westbrook yeah and his mom well of course his mom too but went out of his way to <laughs> to, to to thank russell westbrook uh-huh. I, I don't think it's westbrook's then, fault but, I, I don't think it's me. westbrook's fault okay go ahead go ahead make you, your you're leaving the other part out where the second mm-hmm. he could leave he did that the second he could decide to not play with Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. he chose to. That that that's look your your point is a good one, mm-hmm. but the idea of hey um you want to stay here with this guy that gives you triple doubles every night? No, I'll go over there. All I'm right, good. so so let let's let's play this out the other way too. He joined Kyrie in Brooklyn. Is Kyrie all of a sudden known as this player that is James Harden known as this player that no I don't I think have. Those are- Really good comps. I think that that's that's really interesting. But I think it's a little different that they're coming to KD. Mm-hmm. This is not this is because KD and Russell came in at roughly the same time, right? That they, yeah. they were they were brought up KD, in the league. KD together. hit a couple jumpers in Game Six against the Warriors, and all of a sudden you're going to get your first NBA championship in Oklahoma City. And oh, by the way, for the Oklahoma City Thunder, don't trade James Harden for Jeremy well, that's, Lamb that's and an Kevin Martin. Conversation. Yeah, look. Uh, this is another one of these things. I'd love to be wrong. I, I I would love to be heading into the playoffs with Russell Westbrook on the short list of MVP candidates and say, Al, thank you. He doesn't need to be. He, right. he won't be. He no, won't no, be that. I, probably not, but mm-hmm. he could be a really good player. I would like to be loud wrong on this. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. All right. Fact or cap is coming up next. And can I say Dodgers yet, Al? No, you got to wait till noon. <laughs> you got to wait till noon, right. October 5th. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, I got a ways to go. Los Angeles Baseball Club 2. Do they stick to the plan or do they do what Allen wants them to do? All of that factor cap is next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The Los Angeles Baseball Club is one back with nine to go, and they get the Arizona Diamondbacks, Al. That that sounds good to say, but 
Walker Bueller still has to pitch on Tuesday. We know that, right? Uh, let's see what happens this weekend. Like I kept saying it, I was saying it yesterday. Let's wait till Sunday. But uh, listen, Dodgers are right there, obviously, and this will continue to be a conversation that we have throughout um, the next what is it week and a half or so before we get mm-hmm. into the postseason. But they're right there. I uh, Trav, I, I think you know you said something to start off the show. You wouldn't be surprised or shocked that by the time we get to Monday, that off day, Dodgers and Giants are tied. You almost have to be. You you almost yeah, have to yeah. be tied, or or even maybe a game out in front, which would be which would be fantastic. Don't get. I mean, I'll take it if it just happens, but I'm not doing it at the expense of Walker sure. or, or Julio Arias throwing a bunch of uh, play 152 games strong, and then just you know just call it quits after that. I'm not calling it quits. I'm getting yeah. ready. There's play a three and a half quarters of a NFL game this weekend, and then yeah, just start resting for week four. <laughs> Time for fact or cap. The first one up today comes from a TikTok that I saw yesterday. Where Love Dane- TikTok. <laughs> where Dane- I probably already saw it, but explain it anyway. <laughs> of course, of course. Dane Cook talked about how his brother stole millions of dollars of him because his brother was in charge of his money. Mm-hmm. So my, my statement is, you would trust a family member to be your manager. Travis, is this factor cap? It's cap. I, I, I Look, there's nobody on the face of the earth that I trust more than my dad, okay? My dad is not a financial planner. <laughs> my, my, my dad did not earn his stripes in this world by investing other people's money. Okay? I'm not going to hire my dad just because I trust him. I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to do, Al? Call me weird. If I'm a super rich guy, like a famous athlete or yeah, a yeah. comedian or musician yep. or whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go find somebody richer than me who's been doing it for longer than me mm-hmm. and say to him, hey, who does your money? Oh, this guy over here that's been doing it for 20 years that's made everyone he's ever met richer than they were when they started. Give me that guy. Not my bro. Hey, bro, here's a million bucks. Go take care of this for me because you're my bro. It's the, Go get the guy that's been doing it forever. Why everyone doesn't have Scott Boris as their agent, I don't know. Why everyone doesn't have there to be like three agents in football, three in baseball, three in comedy, three in music, and just let the guys that actually know how to do this do this. I'm going to go cap on this one. I'm going to go cap because, Trav, I'd love nothing more for than your father to say, listen, last couple grand you made, throw that little bad boy under the mattress. Uncle Sam's going to know nothing about this. He's going to know nothing about this. Right. This is the only problem with what you said, which I'd probably do exactly what you just said. Trust is everything, right? So trusting somebody with your money, you can trust a family member more than you could trust anybody else. The problem is – do they know what the hell they're doing with the exactly. money? What that's if, that's the issue. That's what the if issue. your brother? Let's say yeah. let's say you have a brother that it, you're your best friends. You've been yep. tight for your entire lives. Mm-hmm. He runs a bakery. Yep. He's a really talented pastry chef. Mm-hmm. You giving him your money to invest? <laughs> no. <laughs> give, what happened in the give Dow? It to the guy that invests money for a living. Yeah, it's not complicated. This is easy. Dane Cook sucks for you. Who's worth thirty five million? Uh, how much did he lose? He lost a mill. He lost a couple million, couple but million. He, this was an older story, so it's it's been a bit since then. So so okay. give your brother a couple million dollars to go on vacation. Don't let him handle your money. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. All right, next. I know you guys are huge party animals, so I want yes. to know this one. Mm-hmm. You will be attending the after party at your wedding at the weddings you're going to this weekend. Alan, is this factor cap? Okay, this is cap. I'll tell you why it's cap, Trav. Okay. It's not because um, you know I'm calling it a night at nine o'clock. Which, don't think, those who throw out the tweets about me going to dinner tonight at 4.30, don't think I don't see those, okay? I see all of them, all right? And they're pretty accurate. Um, 
the difference here in a Middle Eastern wedding is nothing gets started until 8 or 8.30 is when it starts, right? right? So there's no after party when it's 11.30 and they're just dishing out the salad, all right? Or it's 11.45 and I'm still waiting to see, are we eating or are we not eating this evening? So to answer your question, uh, Emily, there will not be an after party because that is literally the party. We'll be going until the wee hours of the night. Okay, so let me speak for white people's weddings. Yes. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, yeah. Um, what, what, was, what is it we did earlier about white people? Oh, you said uh, the line to get dance. everybody YMCA, going. Sure. Line dancing and YMCA uh, was going to get I the ethnic every, communities out. I will have every dollar in my wallet wagered that that song gets played at the wedding I'm at tonight. It, it's, it's going to happen. Roger, get on up here. <laughs> so here, here's the deal. I am at the perfect point in my life where I know exactly how to do these things. I'm going to okay. go to the wedding. I'm going to have a really good time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see people that I'm excited to see. I'm going to eat some food. I'm going to have a couple of drinks. I'm going to dance. I'm going to have a really good time. And then poof, I'm going to be in bed by 1030 tops. Okay? I'm gone. I, I don't, that's all I need. I don't, I don't need the more. Oh, this is the, good. the thing that is, hey, that was a great party. Let's say we roll it on over to the club. Not happening with me. I've got it all figured out. No after party for Travis. This song literally makes me think of like, uh, you know what? Let's call it a night, guys. It looks like looks like the party's over. Let's uh let's call it a night. Travis Al, wants to get up for this song. Al, can I ask you a favor on behalf of all Middle Eastern people? Sure. So when you invite me to to weddings, okay. I need a separate invitation because I've been to one Middle Eastern wedding, right, uh-huh. where the groom was Middle Eastern and the mm-hmm. bride was not. Mm-hmm. And so you know how you sit on the groom side or the bride side when you go yep. to the wedding. Yep. And I've, I, the, the wedding starts at six. So at about, I don't know, quarter to six, the entire bride side is filled up with her guests. Everybody's there. Mm. There's not one single person from the groom side. And then at about seven, people start to trickle in, and they start yeah. the wedding at around 7 yeah. or 7.30. Can we just send out two different invitations? Yeah, there's no there's no <laughs> clock. There's no clock. It's, we'll come when we're ready, and we're not even sure if we're going to sit down. If the open I, what, bar is ready, we're just going to kind of keep going back in the line there. Which I'm 100% fine with, but just let yeah. me know that that's how it's going to be because I just look at it as 6 o'clock means get there 10 minutes before, and we're ready to go. It's literally it's about the the Rams and, the, uh, and, and Tampa's about to play this weekend. Everyone thinks it's a 105 kickoff. Um, 125. Pre-game show starts at 11:30. You got you got some people coming in at 2:30. Uh, They're like, no, 2:30 works good for us. <laughs> Perfect, Emily. All right, you are in charge of packing the car for long road trips. Travis is his factor cap. Fact. Next question. Mm, love that. Yes. Love the confidence. First of on all, that. I'm the only one that's ready to go on time. That everyone else, I'm come on, come on, come on, come on. Give me your bag. Give me your bag. Give me your bag. I've got the whole little Tetris thing figured out how to fit everybody's bag into the back seat of that uh, the trunk or or the way back of the SUV or whatever it is. I'm your man for that. I I will fit every last thing that you own into the back of that car if I need to. Okay, I had this this past weekend. Remember, I went to Seattle and we we're going to go to yeah. Mount Rainier. So there's four of us that are going. I'm pretty much the guy like, hey, put all your bags near the door. I'll take care of everything from there. I kind of like it. I yeah. kind of like the, you know, fitting everything in the right place. Oh, by the way, you want some snacks? I didn't put them over by the door. I put them all the way by where you're sitting, right behind your seat. Got the whole all thing right. set up. I'm good for that. You sound like you know what you're doing. I'm all right with that. All right, last one. You could go vegan for a year. Alan, factor cap. Vegan for a year. No, I don't think I could do it. And uh, I'm going to go cap on this one. I, I'd, 
it, here's the thing. I actually really like vegan food. I Me think too. it tastes delicious. I think there's I think there's this maybe some misconception from those who are meat eaters that oh my gosh, what is this? It sounds disgusting. No, the food is actually really good. The problem with me um I will have uh, a a vegan soup next to me with a hot dog. Like it does none of it matters to me. It's all kind of merged together. I merge I, I'm a I'm a proponent of merging everyone together. So I don't think I can do it, but I have no problem either way. I think my favorite part of that is that uh when do you you distilled every meat eater's worst choice to hot dog instantly. I, I really like that. That was that was very well done. A year probably not. But no, I'm 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 with you, Al. I think that that's that's cap for me. But I could make it a lot longer than I thought I could. When I when I started to eat some of that stuff, honestly, Keyshawn turned me on to most of it because Keyshawn's family. Mm. Keyshawn isn't a vegan, but his family is, and he eats a lot of vegan stuff and would bring it in. It's all really, really good. The downside is when you eat it, it's like, wow, that was really good. That was satisfying, delicious, all of these things. And then 20 minutes goes by, and now I need something else to eat because it burns too clean. I need something <laughs> fatty and salty and artery clogging so I can feel like a you know like an American. That's, that's how it. That's how we like to do things here. We like to clog our arteries with uh, terrible things. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. All right. We know that the Rams have the Bucks. The Raiders yep. and the Chargers, of course, are playing this weekend as well. Who's going to be the best at the halfway point out? That's next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. All right, so Funch, are, are we? Can we just get a quick update here? You're supposed to watch Godfather this weekend. Yesterday, you came in with an awful attitude. Uh, you hurt Travis and I's feeling. A lot of listeners out there wondering why you're so against watching one of the greatest movies of all time. Did you come in with a better attitude? I, this morning? I did come in with a better attitude this morning. I okay. think I'm going to watch it either or sometime this weekend, Friday or Saturday, most likely. Okay, so. I still don't feel that confident, Trev. I mean, here we are on no. Friday. He's gonna watch it, watch it either Friday or Saturday. Today's Friday. Well, it's Today's gotta Friday. be. It's gotta be when my fiance leaves the house. He's going to leave the house tonight to go somewhere, and then tomorrow well, it's to not an picture. illicit movie. It's not something you have to keep hidden in you know behind well, your bookshelf. Well, she anything. didn't have a good it's attitude about it too. Yesterday, her text message, Trev. Her text message to him almost felt like a threat. Like this, she'll pull this whole thing off. <laughs> Yeah, look, this is what I'm looking for, and I don't know if Funches has it in it, in it but you know what? I, it's been way too long. I've been hearing about this movie for my entire life, yeah. and I'm really excited to understand what all the hype's that's, about. That's what that's what I'm looking for, right? And, and oh, by the way, you know, the movie's three hours long. Fantastic. I'm going to get some food. I'm going to make sure I have a drink as well. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to set this thing up properly because you know what three hours is? Three hours is a football game. Yeah. Three hours is a basketball game. It's a Major League Baseball game. That's well, all we're asking for you to do. It's the first seven innings of most Major League Baseball games, which is a problem. <laughs> but we can. That's a that's a conversation for another day. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. We know that the Rams have the Bucks. That's the best game of the week, quite honestly, yep. I think, that – Whoever wins that game, out, are, are you going to feel like they're at the front of the NFC? Because for me, obviously the Niners are off to a good start. They got Green Bay this weekend. That's a, that's a good one too. But whoever wins the game between the Rams and the and the Bucks feels to me like they've got a nose in front heading for the rest of the NFC uh, schedule. I think the game is much more important for the Rams than it is Tampa. I think um, I think that uh, listen if. 
you end up winning 27-24, which is, I think, the exact same score Rams won last week or last year against the, against uh, Tampa. Mm-hmm. Or if you lose 27-24, it's kind of how the game is played out. If it's lopsided one way or the other, if let's just say the Rams won 31-21, you'd kind of feel, you know, you'd be walking around and I, I'd be accepting the, hey, I, I've been telling you, listen, this team is just so much different with Matt Stafford. Here are some of the reasons why, yes, it's only week three, but that's a big-time win and you let the you let Tampa know at, at least early part in the season who's the best team in the, in the NFL. If it goes the opposite way, you're going to make the same case for Tampa. I, when I say I think it's more important for the Rams, all I'm saying is this, Trav. You know, Tampa, when I say they have nothing to prove, you remember how they started last season? I think they started last season 7-5. and five. Yeah, they, they got off to a very mediocre start. 7-5, and five, and then they ended up winning eight in a row on their way to winning the Super Bowl. Two more in a row this season. They haven't lost. I saw some stat. Uh, they haven't lost since week 12 of last season. Wow. Is it is, for Tampa? Is this does I that not make a Rams win against them even more impressive, even if it is by three points? Hundred, it, it is hundred percent. But that's why I say for the Rams, I think it's more important for Tampa. They've been there, they've done that. They're coming off a Super Bowl. It's only Week Three. This would be a, a really great statement game for the Rams. So I, I think it's very important for the Rams. I, I agree. I don't know if Tampa, look, there, there's a, there's a weird wrinkle to this, which if it were anybody other than Tom Brady, mm-hmm. I, I would think it's a big wrinkle. But because it's Brady, I'm not going to put a ton of stock into it, but it's something. There's been – A, they play – New England next week in New England. Tom Brady's returning to play the Patriots next Sunday in Foxborough. Mm. His trainer, Alex Guerrero, there's something out this morning where he was talking about how Bill Belichick never really evolved with Tom Brady, how he continued to treat him like the 20-year-old guy that he was at the beginning, even when he was a 40-year-old guy at the mm. end. And that's going to – there's going to be a ton of attention, all sure. of that, Brady sure. versus Belichick. If this were somebody that wasn't as polished and as experienced – as somebody like Brady, I would be concerned about it. But I wonder if even with all the polish coming in there, if there's not just a little bit about all the hype and the noise that, hey, we got New England and not focused on the Rams. I don't think so. I'll tell you why, because it's different if they had Houston this weekend, if they had uh-huh. Detroit this weekend, if they had a team that you know you could easily look past. They don't. They got the freaking Rams. They got the team that they could very well have to face down the road in the playoffs to get back to the Super Bowl, right? That's not unrealistic. It's actually very realistic. So sure. I, I get the storyline behind the Patriots. Oh, it's gonna make it's gonna be an unbelievable storyline as you get into Monday and you start working your way closer to Friday and, and into next weekend. But this is a big game as is. I, I think it's because it's against the Rams. I, I don't think you could expect anything other than Tampa to be, you know, obviously ready and focused for them. So you've said this a couple of times, that the Rams have this one, and then they've got Arizona, which, yeah. by the way, Million Dollar Mondays on Monday. You can win tickets to that Arizona and Rams game. You also got a chance to win a million bucks, if you can guess, the Super Bowl teams and score right. Don't forget that's coming up on Monday. And then after that, they've got the Seattle Seahawks, mm-hmm. Thursday night football up in Seattle. So they've got three very tough games. And after that, you got three very winnable games. It feels like... The Rams, worst case scenario, are going to hit that halfway point at something like six and two, five and three at the very worst, which seems unlikely. Maybe even seven and one. What about the Raiders and Chargers? Here's what the Raiders have coming up: Dolphins, Chargers, Bears, Broncos, Eagles. With the exception of maybe the Broncos, don't all? Or excuse me, not the Broncos. The uh, the uh, the you know the Broncos at this point. Don't all of those feel very winnable? 
So the Miami game this weekend, especially without Tua, yes, very winnable. Um, the Charger game at Los Angeles, you know, obviously at SoFi. Doesn't, doesn't matter at all. I, I think actually, I think that's a tough game. I, I think the Chargers are going to walk into that game thinking they could beat the Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to walk into that game thinking they could beat the uh, uh, the Chargers. Chicago, I agree with you. At Denver, tough game. Tough. Philly, I agree with you. And then you're at New York after that to kind of go through that first eight games. Trav, I, I you know, I, I want to, and I know this, especially for L.A., because we know there's a lot of Raider fans here. There's a lot of Raider fans that, too. you got a lot of Rams that fans that are tuning in. You also got a lot of Raider fans that are here. I want to believe that the Raiders are going to make the playoffs, that they can mm-hmm. have a really good season, that they could be in the mix, that they could be one of, okay, let's just assume Kansas City is going to win the AFC West, correct? Agreed. Um, I don't know if you think you can get two more teams from the division in the playoffs. I don't think that's going to be the case. But the Raiders started off the season beating Baltimore and Pittsburgh. And why do I feel after every win they get, okay, a loss is 100% coming. Yeah. I even did – we did our pickums, And this was one of my confident ones against Miami. And I'm like, that's why you should pick Miami because I'm starting <laughs> to get sold on the Raiders. Well, you, you mentioned who they beat. Do we? Baltimore's good, right? They got a really yeah. good quarterback. They got a really good yep. coach. They've been they've been good for a very long time. Yes. They're good. Mm-hmm. They beat last week. They beat the Steelers. Now yep. maybe the Steelers are, are are tipping in the wrong direction, but the Steelers haven't been bad in forty years. Still they're, a good they're, team. They're never still bad. a good franchise. Always Absolutely. prepared. Absolutely. Yep. They won both of those games. Now the Chargers on the flip side of that have a history of kicking games that they're not supposed to. Look at last weekend against the Cowboys. Dallas. That's a game mm-hmm. they could have won and they didn't. This is what they do. Here's what's coming up for them. Chiefs tough. Raiders tough. Browns tough. Yep. Ravens tough. They got a bye week coming up and then you got the Patriots after that tough. I agree with you. I think it's only two teams coming out of the West, but I think the second team is the Raiders. So let's <laughs> I, I got to see it to believe it. You know, there's a, a great term that you're supposed to use. Supposed to use faith a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't have that much faith. I don't have that much faith. So I'm, I'm, I've, I have a curiosity more than anything else. But that's that's just because you also fall. You know, you were talking about Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has shown over years, hey, they can do this. They're organized. They've got. They're just so well coached. You don't have that feeling with the Raiders. And, yes, you won two games, but that shouldn't change all of a sudden your perception on what that team has done in the past. They beat two good teams. Get on board. Yeah. Get on board. It's going to happen. Has my Dodger band been lifted yet? Well, you just said it. (laughs) I'm hoping it's just going to slide through. All right, bring it back in. Bring it back in. We'll bring the Dodgers back in. And why, by the way, while yesterday I may have been wrong, I'm not going to be wrong by the end of the line. I'll explain next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.